I'm Jesse Lubinsky, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 92 of Podcast PD, we kick off our first pod study. We're talking with educators and podcasters Aaron and Dave Tashian of the Mindful Educators podcast. We're going to talk about their journey and their podcast as they share their commitment to using the power of mindful awareness in their lives and classrooms. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. What's up, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to episode 92 of Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I am joined as always by my Podcast PD compadres, Stacey Lindis and Alvin Jackson Bianco. I think you did that one already. I think you're running out. Alvin, I'll let you go first. Alvin, thank you. Alvin! <laughs> I think yeah, I think you did that one, though, so you're going to have to up the game a little bit. I, I I don't have anything to say. It's Sunday. It's the 20-something. I don't even know today. It's the, Tom Brady's going back to the Super Bowl, and I hate this man, so I'm over this. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Stacy, how, how are you? <laughs> I, I'm not aware of what's going on for the Super Bowl. And um, it was a great weekend here in New Jersey. Um, celebrated Doug's birthday. and uh, yeah, That's happy birthday, Doug. Happy birthday. I'll let him know you said that. He doesn't listen. He's he doesn't listen at all. Four, four years. Also, guy doesn't even know who we are. <laughs> well, also he send him our thanks that you're available week. on a Sunday night. Send him our thanks. <laughs> Will do. Will do. How about you, Chris? What's so, new? Well, I had a rough week because I screwed up our podcast. Oh. I screwed up our podcast. Well, it, it was in the name of trying to make it better. So let me just put it out there that I'm glad I did it to this one and not my other one because <laughs> now I won't mess up the other one. <laughs> that one has more yeah. episodes. So I, I, I understand. Yeah. So here's what happened. We podcast PD, we changed our website. So I'm going to go into the nerdy geeky part of this for just a second. Our website, podcastpd.com, was a self-hosted WordPress site. So we had our own installation of WordPress and we paid for web hosting to host our website. Running WordPress takes time, effort and energy. And I got tired of updating the software, updating the plugins and keeping the website going and making sure it was secure. So through some other outlets, I came across a website and a service called podpage.com. So I wanted to move our website from WordPress to podpage. Long story short, I messed up our RSS feed a little bit in trying to redirect it and not lose our listeners. I think I lost our listeners. So through our various channels, I had to ask people, and I'm asking you right now, if you haven't, you're probably going to need to resubscribe to the podcast. So you might have to unsubscribe in Overcast or whatever app you listen to us in. We're going to ask that you unsubscribe and then resubscribe to the podcast. So you might have to search for it in your app of choice. If you find this challenging in any way, please reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to help you. And I apologize for any inconvenience. 
but this will be better for the show in the long run because our site is better optimized for mobile and also including these live stream YouTube videos in the, in the show notes. So it'll be a better experience. I just apologize that I messed it up technically on the back end for a couple of days. It won't happen again until it happens again, maybe. <laughs> so you're saying on Wednesday, I won't get this show unless I resubscribe. Yes. So if you do not unsubscribe and resubscribe, you're not going to get the show. So I have to send people out an uh, email through the newsletter and we'll see how long it takes people to realize they didn't get a new episode. Do people have to resubscribe to the newsletter? No, because that comes through their email. That's that. That's I'm just double checking because when I saw the media blast that went out through like Twitter and well, not um, but through um, Insta and all that, I thought that it was a newsletter and I wasn't thinking that on Wednesday, I'm not going to get the show that I won't listen to, but that will be on my phone for, for years to come like all the other ones. Um, so that's good to know, Chris, because I was unaware of what that really meant. I really thought that I had to subscribe to the newsletter again. No new- newsletter will come and uh, I'll-, I'll have to make sure it goes in the newsletter to say, Hey, resubscribe. If all you got was the newsletter and not the episode. So hopefully we get it fixed and, uh, I learned something. That's what counts, right? We're always learning. Yeah. Good, good. Thanks for but now, Stacey, doing that. It looks awesome. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. Uh, if anybody out there is creating a podcast and is looking for a better alternative and less aggravation on their website, reach out to me. I'll be happy to to help you out and not screw up your podcast. So it'll be all good. <laughs> uh, but Stacy, we are here for our first pod study ever. This was your your baby, your brainchild. It's almost like, Podcast PD is your older child, and now right. Pod Study is going to be its little brother. So, why don't you tell I people what it. we're doing? Yeah. So, um, to that point, so here at Podcast PD, we know you have a we have a lot to learn from others, and so we're returning to our Twitter roots, um, or as Chris put it, our our older child, and we're bringing back um, we're bringing some of our summer podcast listening club out of the summer months, and we're incorporating that into our 2021 um, pod study. Um, So new this year, we'll be hosting a regular pod study where an episode will be dedicated to one episode of a show that we love. Um, We'll hope you, we hope you'll join us um, on our pod study throughout the year. And today we're fortunate to be joined by um, hosts of, by the hosts of our first pod study episode, coming from Mindful Educators, Dave and Aaron Tashian. Hi. So happy to be here. This is like super official. You guys are a legit like operation. Yes, we're excited. We're we're legit until people start deleting our podcast and have to resubscribe. And the people listening to this right now don't even know the show is out there. I I was just sitting there with like bated breath for that story because I was like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know where to even start with that. I mean, we sit in the basement and just talk to each other. You guys have like a whole thing happening. Well, Chris has the whole thing. We just, he just tells us <laughs> when to show up and here we are. Right. <laughs> well, well, it's all good. Amy, do you want to do the formal introduction of um, Dave and Aaron? Absolutely. So Dave and Aaron Tashin are veteran educators from New Jersey. Represent. Woo-hoo. Aaron is an eighth Woo-hoo. grade English teacher and also the founder of the Mindful Educators, a professional development program that fosters a mindful, social, emotional experience for students. Aaron has been named Teacher of the Year in Ridgewood, New Jersey, and is presented at many educational conferences. Dave, a school counselor, is revered for his focus on creating a positive school culture through fostering connection and community. 
Dave recognizes the importance of creating a positive school culture and its impact on teacher effectiveness as well as student learning. Dave has been honored two times as the school district's teacher of the year. Take that, Aaron. Welcome to Podcast PD, Dave and Aaron. Wait, wait, wait. You say take that, Aaron. Raise your hand if you're a host of Podcast PD and you've been nominated or given that honor of teacher of the year. No, right. I'm not good. Got, I'm not good. And he got it twice. I we know. all have educator goals, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't even get like educator of the day. Over, yeah. He likes to hold that over my head. And he's been teaching less time. So, <laughs> you know, I have some work but, but to do. A, as a family, y'all have three well, teachers of the year true. awards to the family name. That's I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's a big I deal. Mean, we also go in massive debt and like going to school and stuff too. So, I mean, I, I think we just, col- we like to collect learning things. I don't know. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Learning stuff. I don't know where it's gotten us all of these things, but. <laughs> got us, got us on this show tonight. We're the That's first. right. On a Sunday night. On a, on a pod study. We're number one. Number one. We appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for giving us our Sunday. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so much. Thanks, thanks for having us. All right, let's dive in, and and I'm going to come with the uh, our, our first topic. And because this is Podcast PD, and I am Mr. Podcast, what inspired you both to start your podcast, The Mindful Educators, and what keeps you inspired as you start year three of the podcast? Mm-hmm. This is going to be hard because Dave and I are not sitting next to one another, so I don't yeah, know. So we're waiting. Well, what yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, first I'll start by saying when you, when you had us that you picked episode one to look at. I don't know if you have ever looked at your first episode, but for me, have you, I don't know if you're Simpson watchers or I was thinking like Seinfeld. If you watch the first, I mean, the Simpsons are on for 31 seasons. Now I think if you watch episode one, the way Homer talks, or if you watch Seinfeld, like the character development that hasn't happened yet, I started and said, Oh my goodness, Aaron, listen to us. Like that just our flow. It took like, it was, it's so funny. Like, I think it was so scripted, but yet it doesn't sound like we were scripted at all. It was, uh, uh, it, it was a tough listen in the beginning. And then I felt like we started to get into it. Um, but I, I remember like, you know, listening to us like yesterday is there was, um, there was so much information that I was trying to get out in like one episode, which like now I've learned, like you can really spread them out through like 40, 50 episodes, but I was just kept firing it out and everyone's trying to reel me back in and, uh, it, it was an interesting, it, it was fun to listen to. Uh, we both looked at it. We listened to it separately and we both, I think, had a similar um, feeling. So. And we both thought, I wonder if anybody listened this week and went, I would ever listen to these people. <laughs> I loved that show. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I did it why I nominated it because I remember <laughs> the first time I listened to it, I was driving to school. It had to be... It had to be sometime last year. I know AJ recommended it years ago, but I like I'll download anything he says, and then it'll when I, when I need that particular thing, I will go back and listen to it. And I needed your your show at that time because I was um I was headed back into the classroom, and I remember like the first thing I was thinking as I was driving um, on my way to school was I need a notebook to listen to this show because there is so much, there's so much to take away from it. I had so many immediate takeaways that I could bring into my classroom the next day. And for me, that that's really what I want to get out of PD. Like, I don't want to do something that I have to plan for like weeks at a time. And not to say that I don't want to plan, but I want some immediate takeaways that Mm -hmm. are applicable tomorrow. And so, um, my first immediate takeaway was just having my kids write their little affirmations on their assessments. Um, 
math assessments for my kids were, you know, can feel kind of, you know, um, heart racy and, and all of those things. And so when, when I, and I loved, like, that was my favorite thing going over their math assessments was just reading what they wrote to themselves, the little words of encouragement that they gave to themselves. And it's funny because, you know, it's not a year later, it's probably more than a year later. And I was listening to it and, um, I'm co-teaching this year and my co-teacher is teaching math. And as we were getting ready for the math assessment on Friday, I remembered because I was getting ready for this, for our pod study. And I was like, oh, that's right. I have not done that yet this year. And it's, it's already the end of January. Like, and so I did, I had them just say it to themselves because everything now is digital. So there's no, there's no little note that they can write in the corner of their math assessment, but it's just those little takeaways that first episode, like you're saying, Dave, you, you did, you crammed a lot in there, but not in an overwhelming kind of way, but in a way that mm-hmm. it was like, this is a show that I want to listen to all the time. And it's something where um, it's rich, right? It's content rich and, and nothing in there is, is a throwaway. And so that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to have my notebook. Um, yours is one of the only podcasts that I have a dedicated notebook for. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, that warms my heart. Uh, your show is great. Oh, thank Thanks. you. It has been a, a labor of love, as I'm, I'm sure you yeah. can relate to that, because in many ways it's been a, a true joy, and in many ways it's uh, we have grown not only as educators, but it is you know trying to do something with your spouse is not always easy, and mm-hmm. so you know in our own paths of trying to uh to work separately but then also come together sometimes it's 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 and then do that in the pandemic it hasn't been always that easy so i'm just proud of us for continuing on but i was just going to just to speak back to your point chris the you know i am a yapper i'm a talker so i can and i like to like break it down and then break it down even more and then if i can i want to go even more and my poor husband has to listen to this all the time and i just kind of thought initially i thought I wanted to do it like on my own because I wasn't sure that it would be something that he would be into. And when I broached it to him because he, he adds so much, he was like, sure, I'll do it with you. And now I'm sure he's like two and a half years later going, why did I agree? to this? <laughs> <laughs> not true. Not true. But I would say much like, you know, I'm always interested in your pro- in other people's process too, but I think it's been easy because there's been a lot to talk about, right? I mean, education has changed so much. I think what's been hard for us is the balance of still teaching and podcasting at the same time um, and just really dedicating time, you know, to make sure that we're offering something that's, that's worthwhile. And that, you know, if people are going to dedicate some time to listen to it, that we're offering something, but we just took a, a good like four week break unintentionally um, because we could not come up with what we wanted to say in the last four weeks. There's just been a lot of, um, and we, we have a podcast coming out this week, just kind of, going back over the last four weeks for us as teachers and as parents and just personally. And, and we said, we didn't really want to do a podcast unless we had something that we knew we really wanted to talk about. And I think we were full of emotions the last four weeks and couldn't really pull it together. So I don't know. I, I wonder, do you have that similar experience when, when life gets really hard, how do you pull off something that's, you know, worth talking about, <laughs> especially when, you know, you may be tired and want to focus on other things. Yeah, I yeah, took I mean, a whole I, break. You took a whole I, break. I chronicled it myself, you know, in the fall when I stepped away from my own sh- from House of Ed Tech for okay. basically the fall time period. I, I had the guest host, but I had to step away, you know, to mm-hmm. not be overwhelmed and have another thing to do and. 
until I figured out what this was all going to look like. And I still don't have it all figured out. Um, but, but you started, you both were kind of like, oh, our first episode. Let me tell you, I listened to a lot of people's first episodes. All right. And a lot of first episodes suck. Okay. <laughs> my, my own show included House of the Tech episode one. It sucks. It is the worst. Okay. I remember listening to your first episode for this, but also obviously way back when AJ was like, you got to get these guys on the education podcast network. So I did my deep dive. I did my review and yours falls into a very small group of people who the first episode is really, really good. And not just the content because people can get to the content, but the quality, like the actual production value, the sound Really, really good. So we, you should, you guys should be very proud. <laughs> well, whoever our, did it, our sound guy is great. Yeah. Well, there you go. As tech go. savvy, we are not. We might be mindful, <laughs> but we really yeah. stand at anything technology connected. Yeah. I mean, we had to learn through COVID, you know, do, and you can tell the quality to a certain degree, but um, like having to record on our phones and then we, it was, we learned a lot, but uh, it's uh, it's been interesting the whole the whole the whole journey. You know, it's funny you talk about the first episode, and I listened again, like I said today, and I just found it so interesting that the topics that we discussed were like uh, probably more timely now than it was two plus increased demand on teachers, the importance of connection. Uh, Aaron talking about how you want to feel in your classroom, and then the last one Aaron talked about was like self care. Like this was like this new term. Think about this is we can be talking about every teacher right now in America is dealing with these things right now. I mean, it, it's it was uh, it was interesting to hear. Like, wow, things not only. I mean, it is. It, there's it's a timeless, lot right? Mindfulness yeah. is a timeless I, topic. Oh. Yeah, and we've shifted. I mean, a lot of our podcast, I feel like, has shifted in it moved from you know the idea of mindfulness to mindful awareness. Um, yeah. And that really came from what people seem to be responding to, you know, and just even in doing professional development. And I think I said this in that first episode that there's a, there is a lot of stiff arming with people when you want to get a little too woo woo with mindfulness, but when you just use it synonymously with awareness, there seems to be a bit more of a, an openness to kind of think back, you know, think and reflect that we all are operating on auto, um, just just chronic autopilot all the time. And as teachers, I mean, we're so inundated with so much to do that, you know, do you even have a minute to think? I'm not sure because we're just going to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. So I think that that has been helpful too. We've been just trying to shift with that. But as Dave said, I mean, I think the, the part for me that I keep thinking about in this second half of the year with the podcast is, I don't even know how to help anymore. You know, the, 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 the challenge is so great for educators and, you know, I I don't, I don't, we're really struggling with like, so what, you know, what content do we have? And I I think we're really leaning towards bringing in other people to just, you know, people who have built content that they've put out into the world already. And also like what I said to Dave is, you know, I'm really looking forward to doing like more fireside chatty kind of, conversations with everyday educators who are making their way through it, who don't have an Instagram, who don't have, you know, are not putting things out there, but are rock stars nonetheless. And that's really where I think we want to start promoting that because I have just been so inspired by everyday teachers 
going through the last nine months. Uh, I, I can't tell you. I'm, I'm super proud of our profession. Yeah. 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 I'm going to put you on the spot for a second, though, because Dave brought up um, how timely that content is even two and a half years later. And I know, Erin, you just said that you're, you don't know how to help teachers, but... Mm-hmm. Given how, you know, self-care and feeling connected to kids and, you know, just bringing an awareness of how you want to feel into the classroom was important back in 2019 in your first show. How do you think it's changed for 2020 and 2021, you know, in, in these COVID times? You know, how what what advice do you have, if any? I mean, I, I'm stuck. But, I mean, this is part of why I wanted to start with you guys, because I'm feeling really stuck and it was really reaffirming to listen to not only your first show, but then I kind of jumped around in different episodes just to kind of um, fill my bucket a little bit. And and by filling my bucket, I also just felt affirmed and seen in what I'm hearing you say. And so, um, you know, what can teachers do now to connect through the screen or connect, you know, when there are only half the kids are in person and, you know, um, you know, how, how do you, not bring all of that, what can feel like great hopelessness into the classroom. Like how do you leave it at the door or leave it in your car or, you know, what advice do you have for today? I mean, I think that, I don't know if this is going to directly answer your question, but I know for me, you know, when we first got on, you guys said, how's it going? And I said, it sucks. And I, you know, I found myself in places this year that I have never been in 31 years, um, in terms of, and listen, I, I, I'm fortunate. We teach in an incredible district. I have technology at my fingertips, so I have a lot to be thankful for. But just the energy that it was taking to reshift how I was teaching everything and uh, like relearn things for me. And I think I, I am now just in this place where I feel like 2021 is really going to be, again, me I'm allowing myself to reconnect with myself. And that doesn't mean I'm putting teaching as uh, like my back burner, but I definitely know that the more grounded and calm I am, the easier the craziness of teaching becomes because I can get tripped up just like anybody else and they can't hear me and the technology doesn't work and I have kids who are not showing up to class. But, you know, the reality is if I'm not okay with myself, which I I hadn't been this fall, I mean, just with what was happening in the world and what was happening in the political arena. And there's just a lot. And I and I feel a lot um, that I, I feel like I'm doing less pressure on myself to connect because I felt like that wasn't really feeling organic. Right. And trying to instead turn my fingers back and connect with myself. And so, you know, Dave and I have been talking a lot about just really slowing stuff down and slowing life down and getting really small and micro. And so the second answer to the, to the question is I've also been really focusing on speaking up and speaking out. And that's something I have not necessarily um, innately leaned into as a teacher. I'm asking my administration a lot for what I need, you know, um, this is what I need from you this week. I'm reaching out. And then I'm also just trying to speak out on behalf of teachers as much as I can, um, because I think that makes me also feel purposeful because I'm not feeling it necessarily with my kids because of things that are not within my control. So what I can control is my focus on myself. And I know that that sometimes rubs people the wrong way because it sounds very selfish. But I think that it's time for educators right now to take the pressure off of trying to make magic out of 
you know, we are already making magic, whether we've connected or not with kids. So I don't know if that answered your question, but. No, it does. And, and one of the things that I, I'm bringing up my notes, right. Um, so one of the things you mentioned in your self care was like the, the variables in that. So, you know, whether it be physical or mental or spiritual and emotional. And I feel like people who are mindfully aware and those people who know how to, you know, put their own oxygen and mask on first, they're mm-hmm. aware of those things. But the things that, got, that really started me thinking were um, the social self-care and the generalized self-care, because I think those are the things that we don't necessarily tend to when we are feeling stuck, right? Like, and it goes back to that connectedness, not only with our kids, but with other people. And mm-hmm. like I, I know personally, I don't see my family a lot. A lot of them are um, healthcare workers. So there's a big separation. I've seen them twice. Mm-hmm. I saw them twice in 2020 and I haven't seen them yet since, since the new year started. And that has been really difficult. And so I'm relying more on those day-to-day social interactions that I have at school with the adults in my building or, you know, um, Chris and AJ, I probably noticed that I'm reaching out to them more just because it's, it's been tough. And like this week, especially was hard. It was a really hard week. I don't know if it was because it was going back or um, there was a huge pressure cooker, but I took a lot. I I mean, I know this is about, um, about episode one, but I really got a lot out of your last episode too, where you're talking about how teachers are not okay right now. And Mm -hmm. like I said, it was just good to feel heard and seen and, um, and if you're, you know, when you're done, I- I'm going to give you the homework now. Like if you're done, when you're done listening to episode one, definitely <laughs> go back and listen to the last December episode, because it was, there was a lot in it. And I just felt like there was acknowledgement that I don't, and, and, uh, you know, like you guys talked about, um, about admin in your building and how they're acknowledging some of the things that are happening and how they're showing up. Um, and I'm not taking, I'm not knocking my admin at all, but I just feel like nobody really knows how to articulate what the need is either. Because for mm-hmm. I me, mean, you could have 20 staff members who are reporting to school out of the 80 to a hundred and everyone's needs are going to be different just mm-hmm. like their kids. And so that's mm-hmm. been difficult too. So yes, you answered right. the question. And I really think that the self-care needs to branch out more than just the mental, spiritual, physical. And I love the social piece and the general. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the generalized a little bit? Say that the, the generalized self care. You know, I, I will in one second, but you just made me think about something that, in terms of speaking up and speaking out. I mean, I I have we have gotten a lot of feedback, um, that teachers are kind of bruscling against this. You know, when when administration is saying like, don't forget to take care of yourself. You know, uh, we are fortunate that we have an administrator who's constantly sending emails out like, you know, do something for yourself right now. But there's a difference in that as like a language, and let me just like you know, remind you to take care of yourself. And then the action of let me offer you some self-care. So whether that is, let me give you a period off so that you can go walk the track with your team just once, like in the marking period. Those are the things that I think I would love to start speaking out more about because I think they send the message far greater than, you know, the words, you know? And absolutely. And, 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 I've heard that from from fellow colleagues who just feel like like we get the we get the pat on the back and we get the acknowledgement, but it's it's almost not hollow. Hollow is not right. I just feel like I think the speaking up and speaking out and and sharing that sharing the true need 
is what's important. And I feel like no one has figured out what the true need is, but I think you're mm-hmm. right. Like this is it. Those, those small things like a period off, you know, let me make your copies for you. If you're still making copies, who's making copies? I don't know. But like, just mm-hmm. like that little thing, like something, something. I would even jump in to say um, it's even just in the offering, whether people take you up on it or not. So what I mean by that is, you know, my role, I've, two great administrators on between two buildings and they're doing that often. Like, uh, you know, we had a breakfast on Friday and they said, if you didn't get a chance to just let me know and I'll come down and cover your class so you can go get something to eat. Um, and I do that often too. I'll, I'll ask teachers like, uh, at the elementary school trying to do those reading assessments with kids in their class. I'll say, Hey, if you want me to come in, I'll do a short lesson so you could take them out in the hallway. And, you know, some take me up on it, but I can tell all of them are just appreciative of the offer. You know, just to know that if I needed to, you would, um, you know, that's everybody has their own sense of um, what they need. And, you know, I think some people have a hard time taking uh, help. Yeah. Yeah. I'm offering help. And no, no, no. It's like, no, I'm offering help. This is what, and maybe I don't even want to view it as help. It's just, do you, do you need this? It's here for you. Um, and I think it goes a long way. Just the offer. And I think, too, the, the other piece of this that I love to talk about is that, you know, it's it, it, it's so great for our, we as educators to be able to articulate that to our administration. And in the same frame, you know, as teachers, as teacher leaders in the classroom, we have to become very aware that our kids need self-care, too. And our we need to be able to have conversation with our kids around what kind of Self-care practices, do they have at any age? You know, how are they taking care of themselves right now? And what do they need from us? And, you know, there are many ways that we can offer self-care, like, you know, as simple as I do a mulligan in my classroom all the time. If there's if they can't get something done, they know that they can send me a life happened email. I don't need to know what it was. They just tell me when it's due and then that's it. Um, But that's a self-care practice. Right. Acknowledge that I can't get it done tonight for whatever reason. And this is when I'm going to hand it in. And that's what I would want from my admin in times of crisis. And I think all of these things we can then incorporate into social emotional awareness in our classroom in not like a check the box kind of way. Yeah. And I, I, if you don't mind, I'm just going to jump right on top of that, Aaron, because um, last month I did a, a student feedback K through five, two schools. And then we did it through all six elementary schools. Um, and just trying to actually hear just Aaron's point, like what do our kids need? Cause no one's really asking. We think we know what they need. So we asked, and I mean, you won't be surprised too much about the results, but it was, it was overwhelming First of all, how much they value social connections with their teachers and their peers, even the ones in the all remote setting, because they can choose that in our district. They're actually they're thriving because the teachers are creating opportunities for them to talk in breakout rooms. They're creating opportunities to play games, um, you know, and obviously the hybrid teachers as well. And then the second part was starting to work teachers, you know, I'm, I have no problem saying this to anybody. I, I value kids emotional state over their academic state any day. And I know our teachers under enormous pressure, um, sometimes by administrators, sometimes by definitely by some parents um, that their kids aren't meeting benchmarks and all these things. If the kids aren't emotionally in a, in the right spot, who cares, right? It doesn't, it, it really doesn't matter. And we know that the learning can't happen anyway. 
Um, so I've been really that the feedback from these kids is, is that they like when people check in with them, just a simple, how are you doing? Um, let's poll everybody. You know, I sent this out. I don't know if I did this might come out in the next podcast or maybe I did already. It's like, um, you know, Stacy said something before about sharing, um, that you don't, you don't like watching, uh, something about watching episodes or, or listening to things where it's like a whole lot to take on. Like you like simple takeaways. And I've been very, I don't know about anyone here listening, but I mean, your inboxes are just overflowed with it. it and it, as soon as I start reading and I'm like, I don't really quite get this delete, delete, delete. I need someone to hand me something that I can look at for five seconds and I can do it. And so I'm very selective as to what I send out. But one of the things I sent out were these, it's like hundreds of different, they're just basically like pictures of animals and they're, you know, making faces or whatever. And it's just a simple check-in, like you pull the kids. What number are you? Are you the squirrel that's sleeping? You know, you're really tired, the excited one. It's so simple. The kids love it because it's somebody asking them, how are you feeling? Like what's going on? And a lot of teachers have told me, you know, their open circles or, or just their morning check-ins have really just blossomed because the kids want to talk about how they're feeling. But I know as a teacher, um, it can be risky, right? You know, especially when we're talking about what happened with the election in January 6th, people didn't want to touch that. So I want them to talk about how kids are feeling. You know, it not every teacher is ready to take that on. So I think what Aaron and I try and do is try and present it to people in the safest way where you don't have to think. Uh, and you can just kind of walk in and try this and know that it's going to be like starting like a low risk, but hopefully a high, high success, you know, and that's, I think that's ways to create connections with kids, which is important. You know, something we talked about previously on the show when, whether it's house of ed tech or here, we talked about how, Oh, technology really changed because of everything that's happened. And, you know, a lot of the new technologies that teachers are using, we should find ways to have these new habits and ways of doing things stick around when the world becomes quote unquote normal again. But we've talked about that in terms of technology. And uh, I want to touch on a comment that relates uh, Stephanie checking in on, on YouTube. Uh, She says the culture are also, I think needed to be in place to ask for help and the importance of self-help care prior to all this. So I think that applies to teachers being willing to accept help, but also like we're checking in with kids and we're more aware of SEL, not only for students, but, you know, I think more for teachers than ever in the history of education. Do people care about teachers? And that should also be something that we are focused on saying, these are good things and good habits we're developing now that should stick around where teachers checking in on teachers, admin checking in on teachers more and, and really checking in on the kids. And that started to be a thing in the last, I'd say, three, four years where we started to care. What do the kids think? You know, we finally realized there's more of them than us kind of thing. Like let's focus on them as our stakeholder. Um, So let this be one of the first times we're saying, make sure all of the social emotional stuff, let's let a lot of that stick when -hmm. the world becomes more normal. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how this all shapes up and plays out for this generation of teachers and students. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be interesting and an interesting next seven to 10 years. Uh, I do. Because there's going to be big shifts, I think. I don't think there will be going back, right? I would say you you say seven to 10 years. I'm thinking, what's it going to look like in seven to 10 weeks? Oh, of course. But but then (laughs) over the next seven to 10 years, I mean, if you think about like the second graders moving up to like high school, how this is all going to shape and inform 
how they communicate. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys are experiencing what I'm experiencing as an ed- educator, but my kids are quiet. I teach middle school. I know that's not the case in elementary yeah. school. Per se, oh, no, I think it uh, is. is it? And there's just a lot of, which is great. There's a lot of, uh, you know, expression via facial expressions and body language, but like, is that they're going to be their go-to for how to communicate, you know, or is that where they're, you know, we all, we all come with experiences that train that our mind is trained in. Right. And then we have to unlearn some of that. And I I would be very curious to see how this is going to shape how they communicate and connect with one another and what they will have to unlearn. I think. um, Or relearn, you know, Um, like right now, right now I have, I have nine or 12 kids in front of me, given whatever week uh, we're in. And, that's about half my class. And I have two or three kids who are fully virtual. And so, you know, they have to learn how to be a, a full, a full class together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so one of the things my co-teacher and I say all the time is like, you know, in the beginning, not so much now, but in the beginning, we definitely had two different types of, because our kids come in by week. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a week and B week. And one week was definitely the quieter, um, lower energy group and then the other group came in like gangbusters and not in a bad way but just they were full of energy full of personality and like they were ready just to be social mm-hmm. and if you put the two groups together they'd make a really well balanced class and i just mm-hmm. miss the, that yeah, that right? right like what would that look like if the all 22 of them came together and were in one space at the same time? Mm-hmm. I can't help but thinking a lot. I think a lot about the kids who don't show themselves on camera and what that is going to look like when they have to be yeah. seen. Like they, they're very comfortable not being seen. Right. And that's a comfort level emotionally and socially that they're going to have to unlearn when they come back to the classroom. Yeah. And that's something I, I think I've shared on our show, Aaron, is that, and I don't know if, if you guys are seeing the same thing, but some of our kids who really struggled, like in that social emotional world, like, I mean, I, I go on forever about this, but removing lunch and recess for certain kids, keeping them with no transitions in the same room every day, um, lowering their class sizes. These kids who I was working with on a regular basis are thriving. Like you've taken, you've taken every possible stressor out of their their life. It's like actually a very positive thing. But then we have other kids to your point, where they're maybe they chose all remote for whatever reason. When we reenter, like I, every, I'm sure you guys have seen every year, there's always some kids, especially the younger kids who have a very hard time transitioning that first day. And I'm not talking about a new kid to a district, like kids who really, they don't want to be in school for whatever reason. And they struggle with it and you work through them and eventually they, they they'll be fine but these kids are going to be taking like a year and a half off and we're going to say, come on in opening day. And we're going to push them in the door. I can't imagine. We, we have to start prepping for this now. How are we going to prepare our kids when we fully, whatever that looks like September, I mean, the mass, mass full class, who knows what September will look like really as a, as a, as educators and as districts have to start saying, what are we going to be doing? Like, because we can't be surprised that it's going to be hard for kids to come back to school. Um, mm-hmm. what, what what that's going to look like. It's going to be very interesting. A lot of good opportunity for professional development there. Yeah. It has to be thoughtful and, and meaningful. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's tricky because there was a lot of good professional development in the summer. And 
I was well-trained to be fully virtual. And then I found out that my assignment was hybrid and I was not well-trained to be hybrid. <laughs> right. So, and I, I felt like, Oh, well, where, where are the next two weeks to plan this? Because it was already September when I, you know, yeah. I was like, Ugh, this, yeah. So it has to be applicable to you mm-hmm. all or most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. Well, we have two more questions left that Stacy and AJ are going to throw at Aaron and Dave. But if you've been watching and, and you listened to their episode and you participated in pod study number one and you want to hop aboard and you've got a question or a comment for Aaron and Dave and you'd like to do that face to face, the link to join is podcastpd.com slash join. And uh, AJ and Stacy, why don't you finish up our portion? Yeah. So Aaron, Dave, um, we like to keep the learning going here. So. Uh, we assign homework and we, we kind of spoke about this. So hopefully you have something in mind. Uh, we're going to ask you to recommend one of your episodes to the audience for homework so they can continue the learning. Which episode would you recommend? You want to go first, Dave, or you want me to? Uh, I'll go first. I mean, I, I, I thought about this. I had a hard time. I mean, the, the, the first one I was thinking about was the one where we said um, why we teach because that, but I, I did, because I felt it, for me, oh, go ahead, Aaron. But I'm going to no, leave. I was gonna say that. Aaron chose, but I'm not choosing that one. So I won't even explain why. You, you're going to pick that one? Go ahead. You finish up. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm going to go with, so we have been going, see, we're so connected, Aaron. I was gonna go <laughs> We've been trying to bring more guests on. And um, in full disclosure, Aaron is the reader right? The family. And I'm like the listener or the, like the watcher. Uh, But so when I read a book, I don't necessarily always finish them. I come close, but then I'll listen or whatever. But one I did finish was uh, Mark Brackett's permission to feel. And it was such an honor to have him on our show because he put for me in my role as a counselor, he took everything that I feel and backed it with research you know, and when he talks about the three most important parts of learning are attention, focus, and memory, and he says they are not controlled by cognition. They're controlled by your emotions. So how important it is to tap into the, like, to work with kids and let them, you know, learn about their emotions, be able to uh, regulate their own emotions. Um, so that episode where we interviewed uh, Mark Brackett, I think for anybody, they should listen to it. Because, you know, our podcast is about trying to really support teachers and teacher first philosophy. If you listen to that, it'll change your lens as a teacher, I hope, or at least open up your eyes to say, wow, the things he's saying are so powerful, meaningful, and research based. So people can't say, oh, that's just what you think. I mean, he, he's done extensive research. Um, and I think it's worth a listen. That was a good one. All right. So mine was going to be. Uh, that episode, I think it was a, it was the beginning of 2020. I don't know if that was telling or not because that was such a terrible year, but uh, the brand new year of 2020, we did a why we teach episode. And that really came from, we had a superintendent who at convocation at the beginning of the year challenged us to reflect on why we teach and send him the answer to that. And Dave and I, neither one of us did it, but we thought about it. And then I was like, you know what? I think this is a great opportunity at the beginning of the year to reflect on why is it that we are in this profession again? And I I thought about that in the beginning of 2021, because 
man, my why I teach is changing with this last year. Um, and I think, so that's a good episode because I think it, uh, the practice of reflecting on that, that question would be good for anyone. But so since Dave already said that, I'm going to go with another one. Sorry. There's a two, Stacey. Uh, that was a sneaky way of plugging another one. Good job. No, I, I love like the Elena. Bonus. We had Elena Aguilar on the podcast and I oh, yeah. enjoy, I have enjoyed all of her books. Um, and she just is a wealth of knowledge also and an incredible coach. And so I thought that was a good episode as well. We actually recommended that for um, the 12 Days of Podcast PD. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that. I saw that. Yes. Thank you so much. She, uh, She's lovely. She's lovely. Yeah, I read one of her books. It was really good. So those are our, that's what we would say would be good homework. Yeah. Well, now they have three assignments plus the one I gave them, which is your last episode in December. Um, they have, one last question for you. Um, you know, as as AJ said, you know, we love learning here. Um, what is your preferred method uh, for learning you know, for professional development or personal growth? Or what is your preferred method for delivering professional development? And it can be, you know, in, in the, in, what do they call it? What did I hear? The, the, the pre, the before times, right? In the before times or in the current times? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll. i sure Erin will build off my answer. I just have a feeling. I can see her wheels spinning there. Um, f- for me, I, I had um, – it was actually one of my first principals who told me whenever you go to a professional development, he basically told me right now, he goes, it'll probably feel like a waste of your time. He goes, but these are things you have to do. And he gave me this advice. He said, if you can walk away with one, one actionable takeaway and you can come back to me and say – you know, you know, Sal, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to try it in my classroom. Then, then that's a win. Anything else is like bonus. And I think I've gone into a lot of PD like that, like always looking for the, you know, you could be overwhelmed. There's 10 things to do. The reality is it'll stick in like that, that binder that they give you at the end, you'll put it on your bookshelf and you never use it. But if you take one and try and put it into action, you have a better chance of, of seeing success out of it. So I always go into PD looking for that that one nugget that I, that that works for me. It might not be for somebody else. Um, but unfortunately, I think there's been times where I've gone to some where I'm really stretching to try and find something that I'll actually use. Uh, a nugget was lunch, right? That you had a yeah. good Exactly. And and I think that one thing for me, like Stacey, you mentioned, you know, very early in this, um, in our talk here was just something simple that's take that I could take away and use like that's, that's it. I want something that I know you're a teacher and I know, you know what I feel and you know what I need and here it is on a silver platter and I'm going to make your life easier. Just try it and let me try it in the workshop. So we're, Oh, I get it now. Now I know how to do it and walk away with it. And like, all right, I got this one thing that would be so much better than six hours of PowerPoints and sending me all your copies that sit on a shelf. Give me one really strong takeaway that's going to help kids or help other teachers. Yeah. For me, you know, that's, uh, that's good, Dave. I'm not going to build off that because mine is a little different, but I, I feel like for me, I enjoy PD that is reflective and conversational and not professional. I enjoy personal development. I enjoy learning about myself. 
so that I can then inform my teaching, in an, you know, because I know myself better. And something that I've been able to be a part of this year that has been just like so enjoyable, not only for me as a developer, as a person, as a staff developer, but also for the teachers. We've been, um, I have a, a principal that has just approached PD in such a, a, a self-care kind of way. And he is, allowing me to pick a podcast, which not mine, but I, I pick a podcast that has some meat to it that has nothing to do with education, uh, but has something to do with personal development. And um, they get a period off to listen, to take a walk and listen to the podcast. And so he offers them a sub. And then the second period, we get together on a Zoom and we have conversation around takeaways, right? And then we, he and I utilize the chat as a way of putting in best practices based on what they're saying, how whatever they're saying, we kind of reshift into. So this is how that would look in an SEL lesson in the classroom. Um, so it, it has become, and it's just the teachers uh, love it because it's you know it's user friendly. It's not they don't have to sit. They're moving their body. They're listening. They're engaging, and it's and it's it's a. Um, it's allowing them to see within themselves things that they've never really thought about before. And then, and then we copy and paste the chat and we send it to them that has all of these takeaways that they could actually then use in the classroom, but they don't have to. So it's an offering for themselves. And I, I really love, you know, cause PD now is tricky and just as mm-hmm. teaching is tricky cause we're not, uh, you know, we're not, <laughs> but that has been something that I've really enjoyed. And I, I would encourage any administrator to, to think about doing something like that. It's been very well received. What podcasts have you been listening to that for that? So we listened to the art of manliness and I can't remember the actual episode. Uh, has, I can't remember the first group we did that. And the Brene, last, what's that? Uh, well, the other one, Brene Brown, is that who you had? No. So the last one we just did with um, even Kindy on um, Brene Brown's podcast uh, about being an anti-racist and, um, that was a heavy one, but so he has people in PD groups and they just keep cycling through. And then we're going to pick our third podcast. Uh, I think the art of manliness was about success or something like that. I can't really remember which one it was one we did in the fall and we have different groups cycling through. We have no more than uh, eight people in the session. Um, but it hits a bunch of things. It's like self-care, go for a walk around the track or sit at your desk with your tea. Like he's like, you don't have to walk. You can sit at your desk by yourself with tea and listen. And then come have conversation. And it's just, it's been wonderful. I love this. I'm stealing this because we have what we call Screen Free Tuesday. I think our next one is, our last one is this Tuesday and then it switches to Thursday. So the kids are off in the afternoon, but that's where we get like a a more focused block of PD. And um, I think I'm going to propose that we go take a walk in our building. We listen to a podcast and then we continue that conversation um, for the second half of that PD. Perfect. Yeah, it, it's Aaron. been really good. And to be honest with you, it's good. And then the same idea, you know, applies to the classroom. I've been doing that with my kids, giving them something to listen to, go for a walk for the first half of the period. And let's come back and have conversation. You know, everything that we do, we can do in the classroom. It's the exact, it's, we are all longing for the same thing. That's it. Mm-hmm. Stacy, let me just say that you said this is going to be this Thursday as we're recording this. Right. Uh, well, it will it will probably be next Thursday. So the first Thursday in February. So we had screen free Wednesday Perfect. and then January was screen free Tuesday and then February screen free Thursday. Perfect. When you <laughs> recommend it, I think you should recommend podcast PD episode 92. Oh, thanks, Chris. I'm not going to do that because I know. 
but I appreciate it. I will say I will be recommending this on a little more personal basis. Um, this episode, I'm getting so much out of it. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah. I'll say speak, speaking of wonderful, this has been a great conversation. Thank you guys for, uh, well, I mean, you didn't make us choose your episode. Stacy did that, but thank you for creating an episode that we all find value in and your podcast overall. Thank you for creating it. Thank you for putting it out there. Thank you for saying that. It's really valuable. It's very well. It's very needed Um, now and in the before times. So I can't wait until the after times. Well, I appreciate you (laughs) saying that. I have to ask a question. Do you ever go through moments where you're like, do we, should we keep doing this? Because we we go through those moments like, I'm not recording right now. There it is. This one I get. This is. I like these covers. This is the real. This is the real deal. I mean, I. All right. But there are times, and if we're being honest, that we're like, I don't know. Is this is this really you know making a difference? I don't know. I hope so. But I go through the same thing, right? There are several times behind the scenes that we've had the conversation of. I'm laughing. Why are we doing this? Should we keep going? Are we really promoting this? Do we really need to go live with this? Is anybody watching this? So yeah. Is this mic on? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we have to be more often than and have these conversations because I feel I am in, I enjoy them. I feel like I learn. Yeah. yeah. Having guests has been is also really invigorating, right? Because like you, Aaron, I like the unstructured format of, of a simple conversation. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part of EdCamp is not necessarily mm-hmm. going into a room, but sitting in the cafeteria or the open space and just having a conversation with someone mm-hmm. and, you know, spitballing ideas. Um, like you, Dave, I take away that one thing. Um, and I've always said that, like, even even if there isn't some content that you can take away, there's always something you can take away. The way the presenter behaved, the presenter's oh. energy. And if you're not taking something away, then you're not really present in the PD. And mm-hmm. so for me, like, I just, yes, this whole conversation has been very um, affirming. It's been oh. very invigorating. And it's what I needed um, in our first pod study. So thank okay. you so much. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you're studying next week. Uh, I'm not sure we're doing it every week. We'll have oh, that's oh, another time. Oh, I thought it was going to be a weekly thing. I think it's going to be a monthly thing. I think a that's, that's going to be okay. our focus. Okay, got you, got you. But now, for the listener who maybe they're not subscribed to your show or they're not connected with both of you, where can they get your podcast? Where can they find your resources? And how can they connect with you to continue to learn from you? Uh, they can connect with us on social media at uh, at the Mindful Eds on Twitter and at the Mindful Educators on Instagram. Uh, they can also reach out to us at themindfuleducators.com. There's an e- place to email there. That's kind of where we seem to be landing. We're on the Education Podcast Network. We are on the Education Podcast Network. <laughs> we might need a little help in the social media area. You know, we're just trying to figure that stuff out. That's Chris and AJ. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, so does Stacey. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's time consuming. There's it's only a lot time of time. Day. Yes. And it's, it can be, um, it can be a real suck on, and it can be an energy suck. Not yes, just a time suck. It can be a real energy suck. And, and I find that when life gets overwhelming, I withdraw from all social media. So yeah. that's good self-care, Stacey. Thanks. Tell Chris and Asia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let me just say one, since, since you guys gave a couple of recommendations uh, and we have the episodes of your show that we're going to include in our show notes, we're not going to give you guys another episode to listen to. So in our next episode, episode 93, 
we will have a more traditional uh, recommendation of what we're listening to, and we'll have that one recommendation for you. Now, before we wrap it up, we do want to thank everybody for coming out and watching us, whether you are on YouTube or Twitch or on Twitter. And uh, if you get value from our conversations and you'd like to support what we do here on Podcast PD, you can do that. You can go out to podcastpd.com slash executive producer, and you can become an executive producer of the podcast. You can support us on a monthly or a yearly basis. Yearly supporters get an awesome mug, T-shirt, and sticker, and we say your names and shout you out like I'm about to do. So thank you to Adam Kelly, Mike Brilla, Stephanie Scrocky, and Sandy Hartman for being our current executive producers. We really appreciate it. And if you want to join that crew, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer. Is this time for the magic, Chris? Or do you have more um, end of the show stuff? Yes, we do. We have more end of the show stuff. <laughs> we have a texting initiative. If you'd like to get text from Stacey, AJ, and myself, you can text at podcastpd to 81010. And thank you to our friends at Remind for letting us use your service for free. <laughs> You're not sponsoring us, but thank you. Our texting community program is powered by Remind. So you can text at Podcast PD to 81010. And uh, then we can, we can have a, as I said last time, we can have a fun textual relationship. <laughs> oh, goodness. And you can also join us um, on Voxer at podcastpd.com forward slash Voxer, where we have conversation. You get a little sneak peek of what's coming up in the week. We had some um, outreach there in regards to our show this evening with Aaron and Dave. So be sure to join us there. And now is the time for the magic. Wave your wand, Stacey. All right. It's time for the magic. It is time to say goodbye, Podcast PD. Say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, Alfonso. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, I forgot the J. I'm sorry, Alfonso Joseph. Great, great. Thank you. Goodbye. No, say goodbye, AJ. No, goodbye, AJ. <laughs> say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Aaron. Goodbye, everybody and Aaron. <laughs> goodbye, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at podcastpd on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcastpd. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. <laughs>